pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Back in full strength, it is That Wrestling Podcast. Kevin is back from New York. How was the trip? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, thanks. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) That's all the time we have for this week. Yeah, you don't get to spread the news here, so no start spreading the news. No, uh -uh. uh-uh. It was was a lot of of pop-up beer gardens around the city. I think every single one, uh, Laura and I, uh, walked by. We had to stop and and get one or two. Now, Uh, do you mean they put up, like, outdoor seating? Yeah, like pandemic stuff. Is that what it was? Or so there's a uh what was the one brewery called? Uh it was like right outside the Nintendo store. Like we went to like the Lego store to pick something up for my son, Brett. Then we went to the Nintendo store, FAO Schwartz, and it's like we got a Nintendo and it's like beer barrels, and then there's like I don't know, wood planks, uh pallets to kind of make like a fenced in area. And it was just like five, six uh picnic tables and a counter and you see like six to eight pints and it's like a local brewery to new york uh it's just like i, w- I would consider it like a pop-up i don't know if it's there all the time but uh yeah it was awesome it was filled with pizza and beer and uh that's that's what i would that's what i would relay my trip to a lot of pizza a lot of beer and how much money did you spend in the nintendo store uh like 70 some dollars what'd you buy uh i I was very good. I only bought a Nintendo shirt for myself. It says Nintendo and below it says New York, right? I bought uh, Brett the same thing in a sweatshirt and uh, him a Goomba stuffed animal. Nice. There's a lot of stuff. I told Laura, I was like, girl, you got to get that Princess Peach purse. Realistically, she would never usually probably ever wear it. If it was like 90 bucks. I'm like, but it was so badass. Everything there is like stuff you can't. Get yeah, yeah it's the only place so it's like get it. it's very cool unique stuff a lot of unique cool stuff little known fact i work with the woman who does the voice for princess peach no yeah i do her name Cheers is that yeah well you can tell her that i enjoy uh listening to her when i would play mario kart 64 she may take that the wrong way because it sounds kind of <laughs> creepy especially coming from you but hey Whatever, but what's not creepy? What are you wearing? Actually, it's creepy. <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? Today, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? So, normally, I don't wear current wrestler shirts, but they are the best faction in AEW. It is the uh, Dark Order. Join the Dark Order shirt um, from Pro Wrestling Tees. Kevin, what do you have? I, uh, in theme with Halloween, I'm sporting classic retro Undertaker today. It's very and cool. It's a very retro oh. kind of creepy Undertaker shirt. Oh, Joe? so like the 1997 Undertaker. Yeah, purple. Ministry of the- Darkness or the original Undertaker with the purple gloves? Uh you can't see it's purple a, on here a little bit. Based on what I noticed, it's like the what? after the purple that's gloves. Like a, that's before, like 96. Yeah. Yeah. 96, 97. It's like yeah. after I'm the going, ministry, but before the motorcycle. Before, before yeah. ministry. Before oh, okay. ministry, but after like uh, Paul feuding, Bearer left yeah, him. Feuding with mankind. Taker yeah. is what that looks like to me. Really good taker. 
Gotcha, I'm gotcha. going. Just, I am going with from also 1996, the Dark Side of Hollywood, the Hollywood Rules, Hollywood Hulk Hogan T-shirt with the sticker. Yeah, I forgot to take the <laughs> sticker off, so there it is, right there. <laughs> I, I put it on right before the show because it was part of that five dollar deal that we talked yep. about the last two weeks. And uh, Brian, what do you got? I have the biggest throwback of all from 1987. I have the Southpaw Regional Wrestling Lethal Leap Year shirt because it's Halloween. Even on the shirt, the wrestlers are dressed up in their alter egos. (laughs) Chat too bad. bad. The sea monster. So only appropriate. How many guys Uh, are still in uh, WWE (laughs) on that shirt? Let's see. Malibu Um, Al probably is the only one. Malibu Al and John Cena. Yeah, I, th- I think um, rest in peace, uh, Brody Lee, I think, was the sea monster. So, <laughs> we don't know for sure. So him, Big Bartholomew, of course, Rusev, no good. And then, of course, Gallows and Anderson are gone as well. So vintage indeed. Yeah, vintage South <laughs> Malibu Al, good call. Man, bitch. like ev- it seems like everyone from Southpaw is either in a majority is an AEW, yeah. but then you got pelvis uh presley who's yeah. slater and uh, impact, impact. Uh, <laughs> so uh <laughs> we don't talk about ring of honor often on this show and uh, i keep track of it but uh and they've got great talent until yes the uh this week they made a uh i mean it was a, a shock when they put out this statement And I'm going to read it. And it says, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. Uh, We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we are... We'll, we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. Now, basically what this means is everyone that's under contract right now is not anymore. All the contracted talent, they're free agents and go where they want. And I thought this closing line of uh, we anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product, I think this is network uh, pressure. Sinclair Broadcasting owns Ring of Honor. And I feel like that maybe Sinclair's realizing there's a boom in pro wrestling right now We've got to get our product. Now, their product isn't exactly super edgy or anything like that. But this means there are a lot of free agents out there now. And um, like I said, I I pay attention to this stuff a little more than what you guys do. I watch it if I can find it. I watch the stuff on Fight and, and on their YouTube channel. But a lot of people that we watch today are from Ring of Honor. CM Punk, Samoa Joe. Brian Danielson, AJ Styles, Adam Cole, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. And uh, now with them maybe going away, um, signings are going to happen. So, of course, all the internet assholes think everybody should go to AEW. 
And I'm sure Tony Khan thinks that too. Uh, but I put together a small list of some of the more known talent and where I think they should go. Um, I think Dragon Lee and Roosh should go to New Japan. They're the, the, they have this luchador style. They look great. I think they would flourish in New Japan. Um, for AEW, I do feel there's a few guys that should go there. Matt Taven, Brody King are the two. Now, Brody King would go to AEW to partner up with Malachi Black. They are uh, the, the PWG tag champs. They just formed this team. They, they're both super tattooed. Black has long hair now. Brody has short hair. But they, uh, they, they're, they're all, uh, Brody King's awesome. And I think if he goes to AEW and if AEW gives a chance, that would be a great uh, tandem. Now they just put Malachi with Andrade. And, you know, that's a whole other thing. Uh, Impact. I think Mike and Maria Canellas should go there. Mike Bennett was awesome there many years ago. Uh, Jay Lethal, I think, should go to Impact. EC3 should go back to Impact. He was a star <laughs> there. Um, Bateman and Brian's favorite, Danhausen. I think he should go to Impact. <laughs> And then finally to NXT slash WWE, Bandito, Dalton Castle, Jonathan Gresham, and the key to rebuilding the Nittany Lion, Keith Lee, would be Shane Taylor. <laughs> Shane Taylor and Keith Lee were tag partners in Ring of Honor. They were called the Pretty Boy Killers. Outstanding matches with War Machine, which is now known as the Viking Raiders. If you go to my Twitter at Chewy Lewis 76, I posted a video, a match, 20 minutes. Go watch it, and you will want this rematch as much as I do. So um, what do you guys think about Ring of Honor shutting down? Um, talent, I mean, you may know some, you may not. Brian, we'll start with you. What do you think of all this? Well, I think, first of all, uh, and I put it on, on my Twitter, uh, and it's echoing your sentiments, Jay. I put, uh, it's impossible to overstate the influence that Ring of Honor has had on the wrestling business. Here's hoping for better days ahead for all involved. Um, they have been such a feeder, like you said, to the, the big time of WWE and in and, and the last couple of years of AEW. So I'm sad to see it go. I don't follow it, you know, weekly, but I certainly know of the influence of the promotion and how it's affected the wrestling business today. And this was talked about on the Masked Man's podcast on uh, the Ringer Pod Network, how when you think about it, AEW killed Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was kind of the underground, independent, darling promotion, and they had all at one time. Cody, the Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page. They had their partnership with New Japan. Ring of Honor and New Japan sold out Madison Square Garden, I think three years ago and then of course cody comes up with uh all in and ring of honor helped to produce it even though it wasn't a ring of honor show it was this independent show you guys all know the backstory behind that and then here we are two three years later and it sounds like they're essentially shutting down it sounds like maybe they're gonna be more of a true just independent where there are no contracts and Whoever can come on in, maybe can come on in. Uh, maybe that's the plan. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy to think that this this group that for the longest time was like the leader of the independence and and probably for a time period even ahead of TNA. You know, you could say the number two promotion in America behind WWE 
uh, their their days are, are essentially done. Kevin, Joe, you guys got anything on this? Yeah, uh, I got I, I to gotta basically say the uh, when you talked about TNA being like the number two, I agree that TNA was number two. I never thought Ring of Honor was number two. Ring of Honor always reminded me of the post-Attitude Era ECW. They were like the true independent. And I love the fact that I could see in my previous Parts Unknown, Ring of Honor was on after Saturday Night Live, like one o'clock in the morning on Saturday night, while ECW uh, during the Attitude Era was on past sports at like 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. And we made sure to like watch that. I also love the fact that Ring of Honor was a big part of, if you remember the movie, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Oh, that's like right. The main event, the main event of that movie was Randy the Ram went to Ring of Honor to have his final match with the, uh, you know, the Ernest Sheik. the Cat Miller. Yeah, yeah Ernest the, the Cat Miller. The yeah, he was like, you know, Randy the Ram versus a Sheik. And um, I would make sure to watch Ring of Honor still every mm-hmm. so often. It would be on in my new parts of Parts Unknown. It would be on Sundays at 11 a.m. on a local affiliate. So I got to see it like Sundays before football started. So I you can watch them all. On the, you can watch it all on, on Fight, the Fight app. They have all, and it's free to watch. So if you uh, want to watch Ring of Honor, uh, you can definitely so watch it. It's, it's really sad for the simple fact that so many people have come through Ring of Honor that we uh, all know and respect. And <clears> they deserve the respect. And they don't deserve to go out like this. But hopefully... It's not like one of those fake. I, I I look at it as Toys R Us going out of business, and everyone's talking about, oh, we're going to bring it back, and they never do. I actually want to see Ring of Honor come back and be a true independent. Kevin, what do you think? Actually, Kevin, I, before you before you go, Kevin, yeah, um, d- do we think Randy the Ram died in the yes. ring? Yes. Oh yeah, he I was do. crying yeah. on top of the top boat doing the Ram Jam, and I think he died. All right, Kevin, go ahead. I uh, uh, I, w- I wasn't the I, I'd say an extreme loyal uh, watcher of Ring of Honor. I think the thing I respect most about Ring of Honor are you know fellow wrestling nerds. It, basically, what you said, Jay. You met you you wrote you know Keith Lee and uh, was it Shane Taylor versus War Machine? That's the type of thing that I enjoy. Is like people mentioning a match to go watch. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I've watched matches in ring of honor. I, I don't recall watching an entire uh, program or, or a full pay-per-view. I more watch, you know, bit by bit, but I did read a report that they've been shopping or they tried for like the last year to shop their entire library. So I don't know if they're, I know you mentioned owned by Sinclair broad Sinclair broadcasting. But if they're shopping the library and still looking to maintain a company, that could be a cash flow, major cash flow situation. So I'm surprised that it's either that price is so high that they're looking for, or they're just trying to find, you know, if if anyone would take it. But that is a, an amazing library of talent that, oh, you know, they- say, say if the WWE bought that, they would have so many matches yes. of current yep. AEW wrestlers. So it's like, it makes- oh, you want the AEW uh, uh, programming? Look at where they were the best. Come watch it on. Uh, uh, well, they can uh, watch the they can watch the Ring of Honor matches too. Uh, well, no, so the no, AEW no, ones. No, that's what I mean. If they, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. If you want to watch you said- the best 
I know you made a joke. Of- you 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 said uh, AEW tape library, not Ring of oh. Honor. <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't but exist for me. The Ring of Honor, though, I have a bunch of their DVDs from like uh, CM Punk, all his early stuff, Samoa Joe. Then they did a they did a DVD, the three one hour matches between Punk and Joe. Awesome stuff. A lot of the Kevin Owens stuff. It's Kevin Steen, uh, him and Janergo, all the ladder wars and stuff. I mean, there's some really great stuff out there. And uh, if they are selling the library, there's only one person that's going to buy it. And that's Vince McMahon. What, what Tony Khan's going to buy it? What's he going to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, which, I can totally actually, see okay, that. Okay, actually, this, this story was going to be a little later. Maybe Tony Khan does buy the tape library. And puts it on the AEW network. Now, last weekend was the Chris Jericho cruise. Ryan Nemeth apparently let it leak that the AEW network is coming. So maybe Tony Khan buys the Ring of Honor library. All his guys, there's tons of footage from there. Maybe that's how the AEW network starts. Uh, If if Vince wants it, him and Tony Khan will get in a huge bidding war. Absolutely. And and I want to watch that on pay-per-view. I'd pay (laughs) $69.99 to watch that. That would be fun. The board meeting between Khan and McMahon. Billionaire versus billionaire. I just want to see them both with like a paddle. (laughs) Yeah. 37 million. 38. Yeah, exactly. The live live. Well, the thing is, AEW doesn't have enough content to have a network, so they would need stuff like that. And even with that, WWE's was 9.99 that is what they said what they charged right brian yes. how much was it how much did you pay each month who oh, me you paid zero i paid yeah brian how much did you well, pay by proxy j paid 9.99 yeah 9.99 <laughs> but the point is 9.99 they had all the years of the wwf wwe they had wcw they had ecw and they ended up getting more how much would it cost for the aew network when they don't have an, as much content Right. Four ninety nine. What would be what would be a fair price? I would go lower. No, I think it would have to be at least four ninety nine. I don't think you Peacock can go less. Is four ninety nine? Well, if, if you want commercial, those if you throw those pay per views in for free, there's not that many. There's only eight. there's only four. There's only four pay per views a year. But, but but if you That's throw those in for free, I'd say six bucks. That, I don't think they have enough content for a network yet, and half of their content was pandemic era where there were no fans. Who's going to go back was, and watch that? And it was, you know, but they've got hours and hours of dark and elevation and, you know. I, Which I you can get, get for free on YouTube. Well, for now. But if they start a network, all that shit's going away. How so much Joe, dark and elevation have you watched so far? In the beginning, I'm not, I've watched it every week. Not live. I mean, I would fast forward if there were certain wrestlers I wanted to see. But in recent weeks, all of the, st- the big names, since they've been filming at Universal Studios in Orlando, Punk, Brian, Cole, they are wrestling on elevation and dark. So, I mean, I think $4.99 would be a good price point. If they're going to have free pay-per-views, I'd go $7.99. Okay, if they throw the pay-per-views in there, yes, definitely. So, what, if, if they don't, Joe, is, are you saying I can't have your password and, and login information? No, you're going to have to get it from okay. Brian. <laughs> well he's already paying for peacock for me for the next that's seven right, years that's so. right. uh, but if is it a good or a bad thing if they 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 do a network whether it's with the ring of honor library or not is an aew network a good idea or a bad idea kevin i think it's a good idea 
I think Brian, it's a good idea in Tony oh, Khan's head because he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Yeah, no, they, they have a passionate fan base. So yeah. yeah, if you get if you can get Ring of Honor, get that whole thing, you get you get all in, you know, to, to kind of have the first true yeah. start of AEW. Okay. That's a big get. And then you could just do original programming, you know. Roads to the top. Yeah, roads <laughs> to the top. Be, being, being the elite. elite. Yeah. Get that on there. There's so. 300 episodes of that. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But we're swerved. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would only be worthwhile if they could make it keep their partnership with uh, Impact and get their library too. And put to- Total yeah. Divas on as well. Yeah. <laughs> That was the best Next. Brian Danielson we've ever had on, on Total Divas. Uh, so earlier this week, the pay-per-view schedule has come out. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you uh, were the first one to find it and send it. So let's uh, let's talk about the pay-per-view schedule for the year. Yeah, this is exciting. I don't remember them doing like a whole calendar release like this. So I thought this was really cool that they did this. Uh, a couple of the highlights. So first off, they are doing six or possibly even seven pay-per-views on a Saturday. So the shift from Sundays to Saturdays seems to be heading that way, at least in 2022. Um, Four stadium shows confirmed, the Rumble at the Dome in St. Louis, Mania, which is going to be two nights. We do have that confirmed. Uh, As we know, it's going to be AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Money in the Bank back in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium on July 2nd. And then SummerSlam. A bit early this year, July 30th at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Uh, One other quick highlight. They have a date that is a pay-per-view scheduled for September 3rd or 4th. Location to be determined. The rumor right now is that they're looking into having a UK stadium show like Wembley stadium or something like that over in the United kingdom. The other thing about that is that's all out weekend. AEW has cornered that weekend, Labor Day weekend uh, for the last couple of years. So we might be having a little head to head or if it isn't over in the UK, you know, like the Saudi Arabia shows where it'll be at noon in America, but it's six o'clock over there. Maybe they won't overlap, but something to keep an eye on. Um, and then the year kicks off. We'll see how this takes off. Day one. They're calling it day one. It's New Year's Day at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. So that's how the year is going to kick off and I guess try to uh, compete with you know traditionally college football bowl games. I'm presuming the NHL is going to do the um, the big stadium series that they do on on New Year's Winter Day. Classic. Winter Classic, that, yeah. That nobody yeah. cares about anymore. Yeah, because they yeah. oversaturated the market with outdoor games. So yeah, Agreed. so a, a lot of highlights. I mean, I, I guess first off to you guys and Joe, you were shaking your head, but the move to Saturdays for pay per views seems like something that you're encouraged by. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Saturday is the night for pay-per-views. Boxing took over Saturday for pay-per-views back in the 80s and 90s and 2000s and blah, blah, blah. UFC does Saturdays. Uh, Saturday is pay-per-view night. It's I understand why they started with Sundays. Sundays were basically, they did it Sundays at like 5 o'clock back when they started with the pay-per-views. But the problem is, those in your houses were only two hours long. Yes. Yes. Now the pay-per-views are going like three, four, five, six hours, two nights. 
they're making them longer. There's more content, which is not a bad thing. But most people and most kids have to go. Like, remember, WWE's product is for kids. They go to school the next day. Doing it on a Saturday means that you can have little Billy and little Tammy watching the freaking show on Saturday nights. And as a treat, once a a month, they can stay up past their bedtime. I have a question. I have a question. You're a teacher. Yes. And I... I have not heard a child's name be Tammy in probably <laughs> 40 years. <laughs> oh, I don't have such one. an I old lady I, name. I have not had a Tammy <laughs> ever, but that's why I always say, I always tell my students like, you know, Oh, little, if little Billy or little Tammy comes with me, because why I say those two names, I've never had one of those students. So that means I'm not talking about someone they know. Joe's sources are thinking that Sonny is coming back to the WWF. Yeah. <laughs> is it her name, Tammy? To... Oh, she grew Every up. She's the only one. She wasn't one of my students. Don't grow anyway, up like the, her, kids. The, the point <laughs> is, the point is, they can they get their one month where they can stay up. Like, Kevin, yes. Brian, your parents, you know that it's like, you know, when the kid Absolutely. gets allowed to stay up past yeah. their bedtime on a Saturday, it's the greatest thing ever, and it's instant memories. Yeah. WWE is brilliant for changing it to Saturdays. I know that a lot of the wrestlers are saying, like, uh, oh, sorry, sports entertainers <laughs> are saying that they love the fact that it's going to be Saturdays stars. because they can watch football and, like, you know, follow their fantasy sports. But in reality, it's for the families. I love it. Mm-hmm. Kev, any, any other thoughts on I, Sundays, Saturday, or just the schedule in general? I'd, I'd say Joe, Joe hit a lot of good points with families. I would have to imagine the talent would like it. Because at least the raw talent, because say if you're have a pay-per-view on a Saturday, then you get can travel to the next city and you have a day yeah. off, especially if you have like, say, a killer match for the title, like Biggie going for a half hour, then have to go and, you know, right on raw the very next day, give a little break. But I'm thinking more of the adults too. shoot. We can meet up for one of those fellas, one of those times, fellas, we can get drunk. And guess what? Next day, mm-hmm. travel home. Don't have to worry about taking a day off of work. <laughs> So All outside not- too. Here we go. <laughs> no All argument for me. Two. All outside twenty-two. There we go. Ah, ah. get it. Yeah, I two, got it. Twenty-two. I got it. And then uh, recently we had the WWE draft, and there were some free mm-hmm. agents, including Brock Lesnar. But this week, the free agents were assigned brands, which I think is kind of weird because that defeat the whole purpose of being a free agent, Joe. I agree. Uh, I don't understand why all of a sudden, like they decided to assign brands. So, like, wasn't the big deal that Brock Lesnar got negotiated to be a free agent and he can go wherever he want because That's of his right. boy Paul Heyman? And now all of a sudden, they're releasing that Brock Lesnar has been assigned to SmackDown. And as he's being have, suspended indefinitely, as he's being suspended indefinitely. So we'll see him during the Royal Rumble because that's when he's <laughs> going to be coming back next. But then we get Dakota Kai, who was not drafted, but they assigned her to NXT before <laughs> she made her return but she, to NXT. But she was on NXT anyway. So how is exactly that even- they made a big deal about like Dakota Kai has been drafted to NXT. No one got drafted to NXT. And then they announce it and she shows up later, which we'll talk about later. And then we have Asuka who's been injured and they assigned her to raw Lucha house party, which they want to release 
assigned to Raw. And then we get two important people in Jason's mind who are not drafted at all. Oh, wait, one more thing. Elias, who we have not seen anything about in a month, assigned to Raw. He dead. He changed everything about him according to his uh, vignettes. But the one thing that's like, well, two things that are really interesting about this are two people who, or three, who were not drafted at all and are still free agents. Eva Marie, the evolution is still not part of a brand. Lacey Evans, <laughs> it's still bigger not than part a, of brand. a brand. She just had yeah. a baby. So. Evolution yeah, she just is had bigger a, than a but, brand. It's its own brand, Joe. The evolution doesn't need a have, brand. Have it's fun with the that. brand. <laughs> Bailey is still not part of a brand. Asuka is part of Raw. Bailey, who has a similar injury, is not part of a brand. What do you think is going to happen with... Uh, okay, I know Jason's going to say that Eva doesn't matter. She's too big for a brand. She can go wherever she wants. Uh, just love the evolution. Skip that. Whatever. Where do you think Bailey's going to go? She's staying on SmackDown or is she going to Raw? Impact. Jason's impact. She's going to AEW too. This show's on the internet, so we need one of those people. I'll be that person. Yeah, where, do you, where, do you, where do you think Bailey's going? Is she staying on SmackDown or is she going to Raw? SmackDown. I think SmackDown, too. I think, she had, I she think had a both. hell of a run there. I don't think you switch it up. L- Lacey's going to SmackDown, too. You think or, Lacey's or going to SmackDown as well? Yeah, I do. She's going on maternity uh, leave, guys. She just had a baby. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, according you to Jason, her. Ronda Rousey just had a baby. She should be at the Rumble. <laughs> she'll, she'll be she there. She should be a Survivor uh, Series. She had a baby one. last month. No, 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 no. Remember, we'll I wanted, I wanted Becky Lynch to show up at like Mania, like four days after she had right. her kids. So. Oh, well, she just had the baby. She could show up and challenge for the title. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jason, where do you think the free agents, the ones who are not assigned, so like besides Brock Lesnar, Lucha House Party, and Elias? I think you put Bailey on Raw with Becky. You got you to gotta have two and two. Becky and Bailey on Raw, Charlotte and Sasha on SmackDown. Lacey Evans was on Raw, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think maybe she'll go to SmackDown. Uh, Elias, rumors of he was going to go to NXT, but but he he's know. on Raw. He, okay, he's on. Who who was was that all of them? No, uh, Lucha House Party is also on Raw. Party's over. No, <laughs> I thought they were Lucha House Party. Wait, am I talking about live? Am I talking about where I think people are going or where people already were signed? No, confused. Like, Elias has been assigned to Raw. He wasn't drafted. But they just put them on Raw. Like yeah, I know that. That was the, the point draft. of the segment. I know. And literally, that was the segment. But you're saying, like, we're talking about, like, the three who are still not assigned, which is... Yeah, Bailey, Lacey. Bailey, and Eva Marie. Yeah, I, I, have, I have answered all three of those questions, Joe. Okay. I don't know why we're arguing about this. Remember, Jason... Where you thought <laughs> Bailey was going, and you said she needs to go to Raw, Raw because of two and two, and yeah. then you said Eva Marie is too big it's, for one brand, so she can go wherever she wants. So then, yeah, I, I know I said that. Okay. All right. In so, conclusion, <laughs> wrap it up. All right. 
<laughs> so there were some issues last week on uh, SmackDown, a very awkward segment, which was the title exchange between uh, Charlotte and Becky. Um, this, this was just dumb. Uh, just dumb. It, it basically started, they had this big ceremony to, to exchange the titles, and Charlotte didn't want to give up her title. She threw it on the ground, and Sonya Deville made her pick it up. Becky then threw her title at, uh, at Charlotte and got out of the ring because Sasha had to come and, like, save the segment. So I'm guessing it's going to be Charlotte and Sasha uh, fighting, uh, you know, for the next foreseeable future. But I think this segment was put together for one reason. To give me what I want. I want – I've said it for the last four weeks – I want the unification match at Survivor Series. Where is the Survivor Series this year? Anybody? I think Madison Square Garden or, or maybe um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Barclays. I will look it up. I believe we're going to get the unification match at Survivor Series leading to the Brooklyn screw job. Charlotte is pissing everyone off. They're going to they're gonna screw Charlotte out of the title. Becky's going to have both belts. And then Charlotte's going to go away. Thoughts? Anybody of how brilliant my booking is? Uh, I just, I think just, you, you know, the rumble, the, the rumors going around is just that Charlotte is, you know, almost living the gimmick backstage and, and trying to protect her spot. And, and that people you mean are sick she's of Hogan 93, which mm-hmm. I've been saying for months. You, yeah. Go off Joe. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm hearing. And so I think she knows she's too big to get released. She's not. No, she, Oh yeah. Well, you know that come on. Oh now. no. She's too big to get released because that's what I'm saying. The second she yeah. get released uh, 90 days uh-huh. later, she's going to be uh, with, she's not even going to be with Andrade. Ashley Flair is going to be showing up on uh, Dynamite. Right in Britt Baker's so they could, face. Yep. Well, yeah, she'd so be bigger that, than everyone on Dynamite, too. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and then she's yeah. going to ruin the women's division on Dynamite. So when have, you know, can we please <laughs> just admit that Charlotte ruins everything? Charlotte makes everything better. She's no, she makes queen. it worse. She makes no, no one wants them. to work with her this, anymore. This is getting to be the tipping point, but she knows. Yeah. You know, she, oh, you, you don't like the way I'm acting? Send me home. Send Let me her to go. AEW. Let her go. Well, nobody, uh, nobody is bigger than the promotion. No matter the real what question the promotion is, is uh... nobody's bigger than it. And especially Charlotte Flair. Let her go. But the real question is, Kevin, if Charlotte Flair does go to AEW, you're going to buy her shirt like when you buy the Britt Baker. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put it on the list. That's right. right. So did you, did you guys see Andrade tweeted? Last Friday, F U W W E. And oh, you know, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I, did yeah, I will, I will uh, did he quick... delete it. No, it's still up there. I will uh, screen share. And, I don't and follow him because one else here. does. Um, but yeah, yeah, totally legit. And so, you know, when all these backstage rumors are going around of what happened and Sonia Deville was so pissed and everything else. Yeah, Sonya apparently wanted to uh, fight fight Charlotte, and I would take Sonya any day of the week over Charlotte. So there, okay, real quick, eleven o'clock Friday night. You know, just maybe an hour, an hour and eleven minutes after they went off the air. Yep. Hold on, now being the the devil's advocate here, is "fu" a word in Spanish? Because most people that say "fu" is capital F hyphen capital U. 
It's oh, full a word F in Spanish. Dot. Let's let's look. No, I don't Grind. think so. I'm looking. I mean, who's to say F W F U W Foo WWE means way to go. Great segment. Good times. Yeah. I mean, we don't know that. Is foo a Spanish word? Oh, it, it is not a Spanish word, but it is a Chinese word. In the English translation is happiness. Boom. There it is. No. He's speaking Spanish. He, he is broadening oh his horizons. You're, you're such a charlotte Delusional. mark Delusional. that you're trying to I'm find anything. I'm looking on anything. the positive side of things. No. This has nothing to do with... No. Come, come to the reality inside. Don't look positive. Come to reality. Look what's in front of your face. The world is too negative. I'm looking at the positives. Maybe it's Look, about happiness. Can you finally WWE. admit that she's she's the best turning yeah, into a monster a and no. nobody wants to work with her? We don't know that. Like we're I'm not, not I'm in the not, backstage. I'm not fashion. I would work or with whatever. Her. I'll put her on this podcast. We'll get rid of you, Joe, and put Charlotte in chair for it. Well, I good mean, luck no. with that because she would be so excited to hear <laughs> on the podcast. I'm the opportunity. Are you let's kidding all, let's me? All, that, let's all admit that um, meme of like, boy, Cher looks great or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. That was good. I, oh. I can't. Brian, I cannot see that. That was great. that was amazing. Uh, well, like um, I didn't. I here's the thing. I didn't want to talk about Charlotte this week. I actually agreed with you, Jason, when you sent the text earlier saying, "Can we not talk about it?" Because it's given her what she wants, more spotlight. It's what she but really, really wants. It's what she. Tell me what you want. What you really, really, really want. You ruined it. Go ahead. I don't want you to do that again. That's what I really want. <laughs> she ruined it. She ruined it. She ruins it. She ruins. She ruined the entire women's division. Nah. And Raw is going to be better without her. Well, she let, put let eyes ask, on the women's division. Let, let me ask you this, Joe. Four years ago, w- would you say Charlotte is scary? No. Oh. Well, we'll, you, find, we'll find out later on tonight in your five count. It, it, <laughs> you took exactly what I was going to say, Brian. But, but not scary, but a Halloween-themed NXT was pretty good this week. Halloween NXT, Havoc. Ha- uh, Halloween Havoc. Do you guys all watch? I did. I, did. I watched yep. it I did. yesterday. Uh, Wednesday morning, I watched it. It was uh, – uh, I've – I went like uh, up and down, right? I would be like DVRing NXT uh, just because, you know, life takes over. But the last couple of weeks I've, I've watched live and I thought the show was pretty good this week. Cheesy as hell, right? <laughs> Throughout with Chucky. But the Chucky segments I thought were pretty fun. Uh, I thought the uh, Carmelo Hayes, you know, and Trick Williams going to Dexter's house <laughs> shenanigans was was really fun. And, and that was about know, those... five minutes too long for me. <laughs> but I but I liked but... it, but it was enough of like, whoa, you're scary. Whoa, you're scary. <laughs> oh, it's a dead kid. Exactly. That part but, was good. but Dexter and Johnny, everything they do is 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 absolutely gold. But, but the, the best matches... part of that segment was Andre Chase. Yes. That was funny. Yep. That was funny. That's my guy. But almost every title, almost was up for grabs yeah. on that show. That's what that was the cool thing. So it kind of felt a little special, right? We had the the women's uh ladder Bag match. Yep. Uh so good, you know, stairway to hell ladder matches. You can see by my my cheat sheet for everyone listening, I made notes. Was it uh, just me or did I, that will just 
quickly come to a stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. because there's yeah. someone backstage okay. who can right, see through it sure. and they stop it because there's like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But With a Chucky one. Yeah, but the women's man. Oh, you mean for Chucky's choice? Yeah, for the for the women's oh, that was, no wheel stops like that. <laughs> exactly, but no, uh, the women's match sloppy at times, but yeah. it was it was nonstop heavy spot after heavy spot. EO, Are you talking about the that, tag, the ladder match, or the Mandy the, match? No, I'm talking about the women's ladder match where EO okay. basically thought, got shoved off and took that nasty yep. spot. Oh. That was yep. insane. That fall was painful yeah, to watch. Now, Toxic Attraction takes the titles, which which I'm cool with, right? Because because that group won. I, I am usually the one that's, you know, not, not going against any of the attractive ladies. But I, I do think that they have a good little faction. Uh, just EO, man. EO taking that bump. It just like, it, it hurt me just watching it. Like, and, I, and hopefully EO and... and and Zoe Stark separate now. That that's hopefully what we get from the from them losing the belts. I think uh, I saw Indy Hartwell because you know they of course had the wow. camera shot on her face, and I think she put on her social media like the old South Park, like OMG, I killed EO. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but Joe, you mentioned uh, the 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 wheel spinning in, in you know Chucky uh, Chucky's choice, you know get chosen as the tricker street fight match raquel gonzalez which i saw her riding up on the motorcycle i thought maybe it was uh uh oh shit what was her name <laughs> she came Great back joke. ember moon ember moon like rode on the motorcycle for like 30 oh, seconds that's right but, yeah but uh I forgot about that like everyone match, forgot about yeah. ember moon what what did you guys think of that match uh, i enjoyed it i like I the fact that i got what i wanted again the dominant female faction i love uh-huh. it the they second, all had the gold. The second that uh, Toxic Attraction won the tag team belts, I knew Mandy was going to win, and I actually liked the match because it being a street fight, it protected Mandy's limited wrestling ability to use the weapons. Jason, yes. what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think dyeing the hair dark has been a definite plus for her. I know that's minor, minor details, but there's more of a, uh, there's more of an aggressive side to her as a brunette than a blonde. Kevin, do you need to like go away for like 30 seconds? Cause you seem a bit bothered. got some Kleenex next to me. Your face is getting really red. (laughs) Like literally. seen her tweet this week with the uh, championship tweet. Kevin, you may need a couple minutes there. Woo wee. Woo wee. I will say the one spot I thought was really cool. Is when Raquel was on the chair, the kendo stick above her lap, and then oh yeah, he just comes in and and pounces her. It was it was good, but yeah, Joe, you mentioned Dakota Kai drafted the ten XT. It's nice to see her uh, uh, making her reappearance after that sweet. Yeah, she totally she she totally buried uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Hi oh, hey and she and she buried your booking of Oscar. I oh, that makes me so sad. True. Like the t-shirts are already being printed, and now I have to get rid of them. Like the uh, Patriots undefeated season, undefeated season t-shirts. Oh, it makes me sad. And those but, King uh, of the Wing shirts we were gonna do. The King of the Wing, <laughs> the Crown Royal. Yeah, it's the Crown uh, Royal. A in four, yeah. A la in four. Man, but out, outside of that, undefeated. Outside of that, there's there's a few other good things. Uh, younger Uso brother Solo yeah, Sokoa. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at first it's like, 
Okay, he does look pretty much like him, but he just like a more of a baby-faced Uso type. Uh, I, he looks like a badass wearing the shorts and uh, the tats, of course, you know, showing off the Samoa heritage. Uh, it'll be fun watching him uh, kick some butt. Jay, you look like you have a thought. A couple of years ago at uh, StarCast, the Samoan dynasty, you know, Rikishi's, the, the family and, and what WWE calls the bloodline, they were set up at StarCast at uh, All In. And at the time, uh, what's it, Solo Sakai or, or Sequoia? I don't know. I'm not sure the name, and that's on my, that's on my, my bad. He was at the Samoan Dynasty booth. And Michelle, my wife, who doesn't really watch wrestling, says, hey, that's one of the Usos from Total Divas, isn't it? Like, no, it's the younger <laughs> brother of the Usos. Just it is. It's it's one of the, it's Jimmy. I'm like it's not. What is it? I'm, I I I want. I was like go go ahead, go talk to her. And she didn't. But my wife also confused Nyla Rose for Nia Jax on the Jericho cruise. So <laughs> you know we'll worry about oh. that. You know. Wah, so wah, wah. yeah yeah yeah. So uh, no, he had a great. It was it was great. You know he 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 beat up that dude Waller. And, you know, scared off L.A. Knights. I don't know which one's going to be the feud, but um, the Usos did tweet a blood drop uh, on his uh, on his debut on Twitter. It was just a blood drop emoji that signifies he's part of the bloodline. There is a guy that I really want to see a part of the bloodline. Jacob Fatu. He's he's the MLW champion. And uh, dude is unreal. Like WWE needs to sign that guy as soon as his MLW contract's up. Um, the only other match left, uh, Kevin, was the uh, the main event championship match. Yeah, two other ones. One of them, you know, Tomasa Champa versus Braun uh, Breaker. I'd say, man, he he's going to be awesome. Tomasa is awesome, right? But he should look great in the ring. But the people going against, you know, Champa, you either going to rise up to his level, or or you're going to not look as good. And I think I think. He looks fantastic. Braun looked like he belonged. Braun does not look like a guy who should be low mid card. He should be, you know, competing in, in the absolute best matches. And he got a lot of good offense. Or Jason had the uh, text message of him being security for the Adam Cole. uh, (laughs) I could not believe that. That was amazing. Everybody on there. They're all there. Crazy. It is wild. Yeah, Uh, he's good. Did anybody else catch the uh, announcer's during uh, the open to the show when they were talking, like the, the voiceover. So they were talking about, and in our main event, Tommaso Ciampa against Braun, Bre- Braun Breaker, this puppy-faced gremlin, I blah, blah, that, blah, blah. Yes. And I'm like, what uh, the fuck? So goddamn corny. Either you say he's Rick Steiner's son or you don't. It's just like these fucking, like, they call him guys, the genetic freak too during the show. They, yeah, they have all and these that's little so Steiners. Wow, I didn't know that. But yeah, they yeah. they are using both Steiners. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like people that they try to say shit as like an inside joke, thinking no one's gonna know it's an inside joke. But like, come on, come on, come on. Uh, but how well have Cody doing this? <laughs> so inside, right? Um, the the Chucky tie-ins. No, it was another thing with Braun Breaker. Either we like acknowledge it or don't. Like, oh, I recognize you from when I was a kid. 
Come the fuck on, man. I like that though. That was funny. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag myself in here for the uh, tag match. You tagged it. See what I did there? Uh, yeah. In recent weeks, and even on Halloween Havoc, MSK has been getting booed, and a story came out as to why MSK has been getting booed, and it doesn't make sense because these guys are like the ultimate babyface team. You know, push to the moon. I don't think they've lost a match yet. Well, until Halloween Havoc when they lost the titles. But, they, you know, they come in from Impact. They win the Dusty Tournament. They win the tag belts. And these guys are so great and such ultimate faces. But lately, they've been getting booed. And it came out this week. Why? Now, we all know who Lizzie is, the Bailey super fan from like mm-hmm. 10 years ago or whenever. She would always end up on TV. She dressed up as Bailey. And, um, as she has gotten older, she's wanted to become a wrestler. Now, I believe she is 15 right now. Uh, when she was 13, some stupid indie promotion booked her, and she took a powerbomb bump at, like, 13, which led to a lot of wrestlers coming out and saying, hey, that's probably not a good idea for a 13-year-old girl, protected or not. Uh, it was Lance Storm. Chelsea Green and the K in MSK uh, was one that put those tweets out. Well, fast forward a few years when K from MSK makes it to NXT and uh, it is the parents, the stage parents of Lizzie that are encouraging the other scumbag inbreds that go to NXT every week to boo MSK because they tweeted a tweet about being set about this child taking a bump. It has also come out that Chelsea Green, when she was in NXT, she was getting booed by these same scumbag inbred Florida people that go to every single NXT taping. Now that this story has come out, I hope NXT does something to get different people in there every week. Ban. Lizzie's parents, because they're scumbag inbred Floridian people. And all they're doing is just trying to monopolize off of their daughter. And, you know, Brian, you have two daughters. You know, if they were to get some sort of notoriety, what, would you be like, yeah, let's just fucking ride this thing until the wheels fall off? Do you or- watch the football picks? Why do you think Brian does those <laughs> videos? Oh, so that's why Harper's always the picture on the on the. Oh, uh, now I it makes sense. Now, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I it's an unfortunate situation. I wondered the same thing. Uh, like, why am I hearing booze for these guys? It doesn't make sense. And this story comes out, and you're like, wow, th- th- these are people that are feeling that they're more important than they actually are. And it is unfortunate that she went and did something like this in the wrestling ring when she was whatever, 11, 13 years old. That's, that's ridiculous. There's, there's no reason for that. So yeah, I hope something's done about it. It's not, it's not a good situation. Well, now at 15, Lizzie is now part of the women of wrestling. She did some interviews and stuff like that. And she's been training with Tessa Blanchard. But her normal trainer is a guy named Jason Rice, who last year during the speaking out movement um, was basically is a accused child molester. And her parents are sending her to go work with this guy in a very physical sport. They're not uh, it's just I don't I'm the whole thing. This guy, the dad, his name on on uh, Twitter is Cody Starbucks. And the reason I bring all this up 
is because MSK doesn't deserve to be booed. This poor girl, Lizzie, is going to, you know, whether it's her association with her parents, Tessa Blanchard, or this MSK story, she's going to have a dark cloud over. And she just got her own shirt on homage that dropped this week. So, like, I didn't buy it, though. I'm not buying it. Kevin, you might. I know you buy on it. So if you want to buy the Lizzie Mania shirt, go right ahead. Um, yeah, this whole thing's been a mess. Joe, you got anything on this? This is a future Dark Side of the Ring episode. Yes. Right. The whole yeah. thing. The <laughs> whole thing is a future Dark Side of the Ring episode. Like, I thought MSK was getting booed because they were so similar to the Young Bucks and AEW wrestlers that people were just booing them because they should be over there. Cause I could, uh, that's, that's what I was thinking. I didn't know about this backstory. When I heard the backstory, I'm like, this is just sick. And I don't even like, what is wrong with Florida people? So whatever future uh, dark side episode, that's all I can think right now. And we'll watch it and love it. What you started know, out, what started out as a young girl going to wrestling shows with and it'll family. just be a shadow of a girl in pigtails walking down the hall in a big ass bow <laughs> exactly and she has a i love bailey sign whatever right, like right. hugger section i'm a hugger yeah uh what do you got kevin i mean you have a no, song i was gonna say you know when you sometimes go to like a, a convenience store and you're you see like pictures it's like this person wrote a bad check and it's like they're they're shot <laughs> that's what they have of her parents and like their little cronies i wish they had that of, for of, real parents now yeah, what on is these parents are losers on uh nxt this week i believe that was the first time it said if you want to be in the studio audience go to our facebook page i don't know if you guys saw that oh yeah, yeah. so i wonder if it's all connected and you know if if, if something's going to be done about them i i like your uh you know, sign up at all the entrances. These people are not to be allowed inside the NXT arena. Like so. Scott Steiner wasn't allowed in the Hall of Fame, but they keep mentioning him every weekend in NXT. Kind of related, but not really. When I was in college, uh, I was at the girls' dorm and uh, at the desk. Your was picture the... was up. No, not mine, but a guy <laughs> I went to high school with. A guy I went to high school with, his picture was there. And I'm like, whoa, that's uh, he, you know. Name, first name, last name was not to be in this, uh, this, uh, whatchamacallit. So, uh, yeah, so don't boo MSK. Buy the MSK shirt over the Lizzie Mania shirt. Uh, even though she's a 14 year old girl, she's got shitty parents, and hopefully, uh, this does not turn out to be a dark side of the ring episode. Um, I'm guessing none of you watched the XPW dark side from last week. You know, I, I tried for a good 20 minutes to find that full episode online. I don't get vice. I couldn't find it anywhere, Neither and I. I hate it when I. Some of the episodes full you can find on YouTube right. next day, or or yeah. the Plain day. Plane ride for hell was available like an hour later. Immediately, but and I, hate, I hate YouTube. You click on it, and it's like it looks so legit, and it's a dude fucking talking reviewing it, and I'm like, gosh darn it! I look like a picture of hours trying to find it. Of like, it's just random because there's some crazy. I I, I I read it like a, a non spoiler review. There's some crazy shit. The from the the porn in the next room to a guy get you know fucking the boss's wife to that same guy who fucked the boss's wife getting his thumb cut off. Uh, and my trainer, I know we've never talked about it, but I went to wrestling school. My trainer and his wife are in that episode. 
because they were a part of XPW back in the day. So uh, go Is check your trainer out. New Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he may come up here uh, in the five count. That's yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, and then and then obviously the we record on Thursday. The steroid trial, Dark Side, is uh, tonight. So hopefully we'll probably get into that next week. Uh, We've mentioned the five count a few times. It is Halloween this weekend. So this week's five count topic are five scariest wrestlers. That Wrestling Podcast presents the five count. So, Brian, explain what qualifies as a scary wrestler, because in recent weeks, when <laughs> I've picked the topic, I get a te- we get a text from Brian. Do you mean this or this or this or this? <laughs> so explain, Brian, what is a scary wrestler that we are to pick for this week's five count? For me, it meant two different reasons. So I can think of being a wrestling fan as a kid and thinking a wrestler who scared me that I saw and went, ooh, he's scary. And I think that would qualify. But I also think as an adult and just in general, guys that you see and go like, damn, that dude's scary. Like that dude will kick my ass. And I think that's scary on a different level. So those were my what my uh, headspace was going in with those two kind of categories of scary for this list tonight. All right, uh, Joe, we'll let you go first this week. All right. Uh, number five, you mentioned him a few minutes ago. New Jack. New Jack was my Good number job. five. It was uh, watching him on ECW uh, scare the crap out of me. But then watching him on Beyond the Mat documentary, I went, I want to be his friend. So I put New Jack number five because it's like if it was back in 98, he'd be number one. But after the documentary, I put him at number five because I wanted I wanted to be his friend. Because if you're friends with New Jack, you were you, you, you were clean. <laughs> yeah, that's slave. true. Perfect, it's like Nick Cage. If you're gang affiliated, MDK, exactly. you're, you're oh, good yeah. to go. So number five was New Jack. Number four, uh, gotta go with that's gotta be Kane. He was built to be a monster, and at, for kids under Brian's uh, rule. Kane has to be on there. I put him at number four because he was a little cartoonish, but still, plus I was a late teen when he came out. So I wasn't scared of him, but I understood why he was scary. A little cartoonish by taking the the voice box thing going, suck it. it. (laughs) My name is Kane. My number three is 1996, only 1996 version of Mankind. Yes. Pulling out the hair, the bald spots, yeah. his interview with JR. Definitely Mick Foley owned that character. He took he took basically uh crap and turned it into gold. So number three was mankind. Number two, gotta go with the Undertaker. Undertaker, like from Kevin's t-shirt. Undertaker 96 to before he became the biker. So 96 to 99. That was the scariest incarnation of the Undertaker. And my number one scared me as a kid. I was afraid to meet him in dark alley. Still freaked me out like throughout WWF, WCW, and when he was in ECW, Bam 
Bam. Oh, it's a good choice. Good choice. Freaked me out. So that's my number one. Bam Bam's number one. Rest in peace, Bam Bam. That's good. I had a beer with New Jack once. Whoa, you're lucky. So you were part. You were part of that cool thing. That's why he's number five. I wish I had a beer with New. Did you get bladed? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I was with some friends who knew him, and he just happened to be in the town and. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Can I uh, can I tell you a quick New Jack story from when he passed that uh, the Blue Meanie yeah. shared on Twitter? Because this was so funny to me. Um, he shared a story that ECW was doing a show across the border in Canada, maybe in Toronto or Windsor, who knows? And uh, everybody was in the locker room and New Jack wasn't there yet. And they're like, well, you know, he's got a bit of a record. He may not make it across the border. Well, eventually he did show up. And... <laughs> And media and the rest of the guys in the locker room are like, New Jack, you made it. How did they let you on in? And he goes, Damn, that water was cold. (laughs) 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 He said the whole whole locker room popped. And I was like, Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I look, I look at New Jack as Brock Lesnar. It's if you're friends with them, you got like smooth sailing. But if you're not friends with them, be scared out of your wits. Did you see? Did you see the picture from Saudi Arabia? Who is friends with Brock Lesnar? Shelton and uh, Corbin, I think. Baron saw, Corbin. Right? <laughs> yeah. Good and, company. And uh, Cesaro. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Run down your five count. I <clears throat> have a good one. Is Number MJF five. on this list? Hope you, hope you have yeah. five of them. <laughs> MGF, MGF one. The funny thing is, I have nine. Uh, number nine. Number nine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> number five. Multiple uh, kind of slight character changes, more goofy in WCW. But one guy, when I was younger, mostly because of his music, then his luscious, blonde, permed mullet, Psycho Sid always kind of okay. scared me growing up. I considered him. Yep. Kind of scared me growing up. Number four, Papa Shango. Papa, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's kind of in that cartoony, you know, when we're when we were younger, like where I was still like, oh, it's real. And then, you know, you see him doing the voodoo stuff to, to Warrior and you're still kind of like, is it real? It kind of just looks like diluted uh, uh, magic marker, but just some of the stuff like that happened with him, you know, kind of not as cheesy as like the boogeyman type stuff, but like so good. And, and, you know, then he became so many different other things, comma, Godfather. Number three, (laughs) (laughs) number three, this is, this guy also kind of creeped me out. Uh, Wasn't there for that long biggest uh competitor was the big boss man nails okay okay the voice yeah it was was mostly because his his teeth were gross uh and it was just there's this i was trying to think of back in the day like growing up like who was i legitimately like more not scared more like creeped out or just like off put by joe you had him as number three number two mankind i i loved Mick Foley's Mankind. I, I liked him more than Cactus Jack. I liked him more than Dude Love. That original Mankind creepy, you know, pulling out the hair. Correct. Yeah, not okay. not Mr. Saka. Not Have Mr. a nice Saka. day. No, 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 yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, when when he would talk like this, like, and right. so, so good. 
And then number one, not said yet. I I hope it shows up on another list just because it was so good. Evil Doink. Oh. So, 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 are you afraid yeah. of clowns, Kevin? You so, said that so serious that I had to laugh because you're like so evil fantastic. Because like you know, going up down the aisle, you know, with the thing just squirting the kids in the face, just perfect, absolute perfect character. A character. That's the thing. A character, right? And then we saw, you know, a positive. And he came uh, the uh, race to the top money in the bank. There's a the, there's an appearance of I forget who even dressed up as him, but uh, uh, right. you see him pop up the character every now and then. But the original evil evil doink, and with that music, the evil doink music was so good. It's like like instantly, and it's like like but like. I think I made my list in in like literally twenty seconds. And and thanks was, for was, putting that effort into the show. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and more how did MJ, how did how did MJF not make your list? I know MJF. We were talking about you last week. MJF's on every list for you. I he didn't make my list because he did put out a good tweet today saying uh, something about like screw you suckers. I don't work or I can sleep in on Mondays. And he does own a cat. So me and MJF, uh, I like him even more. Uh, so I'm uh, on that note, I'm going to go. My number five, as a kid, I did not know what to make of this guy because he would walk around forking people. Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, he would fork yeah, people yeah. in the head. Yep. And then he'd fork himself in the head and be covered in yeah. blood. And he was a big dude. Scared the hell out of me. Uh, number four, not necessarily scared me, but like creeped me out. Uh, as an adult, the boogeyman. And it's all about the worms. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. it. The worms Ooh, yeah. fucking gross. Uh, number worms. three, and I, I feel like I've told this story on here before. Uh, Terry Funk, the first time he showed up in WWE, he beat up the ring attendant, the guy taking the jackets back. And it scared the hell out of me. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what this is all about. Uh, number two, because of the craziness in his character, I didn't know what to make of it. And that was Brian Pillman. The loose can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good one. Um, good. You know, just it was just. I mean, with the Austin and the gun and all that stuff. Then number one, yeah. um, I'm a big fan of this guy. I always have been a fan of this guy, but seeing him live, kind of like, made him number one on my list. I went to uh, Monday Night Raw in 2013 in Dallas, Texas, and uh, Brock Lesnar. So he's a big dude. We know that. So I'm sitting ringside and the angle was with Triple H where Brock was breaking everybody's arm in Triple H's life. That's right. Yep. Watching Brock as big as he is, fucking run, sprint. Because he did the thing where he came across and then hit Triple H through the barrier, but like right there. I was like, holy shit. Like I know this is all staged, but motherfucker, man, that Brock Lesnar is a scary motherfucker and he is the number one list on my five count and now brian uh, i was your topic yes uh, let's see if you can uh, bring it home i got a li- lot of, to live up to these have all been great lists and like i said scary can mean you know a couple of different things so my number five is Eva Marie. I am so scared when she's... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my number five is The Undertaker, and I, I disagree 
in some sense, what I think you said, Joe, about that 96, 99. Yes, yes, scary. But the moment that I was scared was when on the funeral parlor, he locked the under uh, the ultimate warrior in the casket and they couldn't breathe. Like that scared me as a kid that I was like, they're killing the ultimate warrior. So He's, 91 to 95 was your scary undertaker. Well, you've, you've just that moment. I mean, that was okay. the moment that I was like, oh my God, like they're killing the ultimate warrior. He can't breathe in that casket. Uh, so that, that's my number five for that reason alone. My number four, uh, another one just as a kid, Kamala. Kamala scared me. The okay, whole, yeah, yeah. The whole presentation Kamala. of yeah, the savage, and he had his handlers, and you know, kimchi. they couldn't control him. Yeah, kimchi, and you know, he didn't speak English, and it was just like, what is this guy is dangerous? So that that was my number four. My email just popped up for some reason. Okay, uh, my number three. It's an email from Kamala. No, <laughs> rest in peace, Kamala. Uh, my number three. I don't wonder if you guys think about this one. Bad News Brown. Any thoughts yeah. on Bad News yeah. Brown? He was very threatening uh, as a kid. Exactly. Like to a kid, he was threatening. As a kid, yeah. He just, he was always yelling. I was bored by he him. He was always angry. You know, he had no friends. He was always very aggressive. And then the what sealed it for me to put him on the list is that he was a legit tough guy. And I've heard this story before, and I, I found it again to confirm it for tonight, that on a bus going to one of the shows, probably over in Europe, he heard Andre the Giant use a racist remark. When that happened, he made the bus driver stop. He got off the bus and demanded Andre to get off the bus and fight him one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, What did Andre do? Didn't do a thing. He didn't like move. that scene in Straight Out of Compton on the school bus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he did. He didn't move, and he got and he apologized. Now that's wow. a scary dude. If you're challenging Andre the Giant to a fucking fight, you're a scary badass motherfucker. I feel so like he, I want to change my number one, but later. <laughs> that's all right. So that's my Very number done. three. Uh, my number two is Jake the Snake, and that was because of just the scene with him and Macho with yeah. Damien biting the arm. I mean, I'm sorry. That was probably around that time that yeah, I had some people saying, wrestling's not real, you know? And I'd go, what do you make of this? He has a snake <laughs> biting his arm. So between that, those views <laughs> he had with the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker in that time, he was just so evil, man. So that dude scared me a hell uh, of a lot as a kid. Uh, my number one is the same as you, Jay, Brock Lesnar. This guy just, I, I, I can picture... Any time, like being in an airport where I would see a wrestler that I'd be willing to like say, hey, picture anything, I would not do it abroad. I don't want to bother that guy. I don't want to be near him because exactly like you said, he's just an athletic freak. Anytime you see him do stuff like how about just a crown jewel when the ref was knocked out and he just like grabs him by the belt, <laughs> by the belt. and like lifts him up like who does that it's insane he's my number one because i'm legitimately terrified of brock lesnar who made your five count let us know on social media using the hashtag twp five count uh before we get into the nfl picks uh something came out on twitter this week uh, the tweet just basically said two days. It was from Wednesday. From Wyndham Rotunda, which potentially could be the return 
of Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, The Fiend, but we don't know where. If you had to pick, where do you think, if you're listening to this on Friday, where does he show up tonight, Kevin? SmackDown. Joe? Uh, AEW, Rampage. Brian? GCW. <laughs> no, I'll say, I'll say AEW as well. I'm going to say SmackDown. Uh, another picture popped up of him at the Warner Brothers studio. Um, I've said all along, he should just go to Hollywood and make horror movies. I don't know if, and this might just be ignorant on my part, is Warner Brothers connected to, to Turner I in think Time so. Warner in any way? I think so. Mm-hmm. I That's don't know, right, because Warner, I, I'm thinking Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema are together, but Oh, actually, they are connected. They are connected because um, HBO Max is, has a deal with um, is. with everybody. And HBO Max is the only streaming service that does Turner Classic Movies. So they do have a slight connection with okay. Turner. Well, the, the picture of Bray and this other guy, I believe, was a filmmaker. There was a Warner Brother logo in the back. So we'll see what happens if... Uh, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, or The Fiend show up anywhere. <laughs> or, or he'll tonight. be in Space Jam 3 with LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the NFL picks. The kids are back off of their bye week. Brian, what happened this week? <clears throat> this was a big week. Really big week. So the kids came into this week tied. And what happens? We have the three games. They all had opposite winners. So we were bound Ooh. to get a new leader the first game was chiefs versus titans harper had the titans the titans won so she went up one nothing she had a great was, pick it, yes she did <laughs> yes she did love the re- revenge of the nerd uh, we, we watched that in this house like a half a dozen times that next day um Col- colts and 49ers brett had the uh, the colts so we're tied at one to one we moved to monday night football the saints and the Seahawks, and my goodness, do I have a new man on my hit list. His name is Jason Myers. He is the field goal kicker for the Seahawks because the Seahawks were Harper's pick. He goes one for three in his own home stadium. And what do you know? The Saints win by three. So Jason Myers, F you. I hope you get back today because now Brett is up by one. He's in the lead. He's uh, back to 500. He's nine and nine, and Harper is right behind him at eight and ten. What week is this coming up? I want to say this is week, week eight. S- Ooh, seven. Well, the Lions are no, zero and seven, week. so this, this is, is week, week eight because we already yes. took the bye. We had so can I'm we at going least based get... on my team's awful record, zero and seven. So this is week eight coming up. Yeah, it's um, almost at the halfway point. Can we get Brett in the thumbnail this week, Brian? Um, it's showing a little bit of favoritism that it's always Harper. <laughs> Brett's not going to know. Kevin, Kevin Brian. send Brian a picture for uh, the thumbnail of Brett. Brett Brett's uh, not going to know. He did send a do. picture, his kindergarten picture this week. Use that one. Ah. Brian, you have it. Brett's not going to know what to do because he's never been uh, in the lead ever until <laughs> last until year the winning last best. week of the season last year. So, yeah, Brett is in the driver's seat. We got three picks coming up this week. We'll see. 
And you can check out all the, around the house. You, you can check all those videos out at our YouTube channel <laughs> or on social media at that wrestle pod. Don't forget. You can pick up that wrestling podcast merchandise at what a maneuver.net. And uh, that's our show for this week. So uh, happy Halloween. Check your candy. Is that still like a thing to say? I don't know if that happens I these days. I, sure. I check Brett's candy so I can eat a lot of it. Oh, <laughs> not for razor blades or, you know, needles and syringes. You need that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week on that wrestling podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow that wrestle pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three. That's it. <laughs>